politics and news host Bob McEntee, where we're going to discuss uh, local, state, and national politics and, and news, what's going on. And thanks to Brixton's Potato of Ogden. There's actually other sponsors, too. They're kind of more in the background, like I'll say good things about Joe Carey. But Brixton's Potato, where you get get the full meal deal in a potato, because it's all dressed up with sides and stuff. It's really good. You should try one, as a matter of fact. You're going to be getting hungry soon. After the show here, you'll probably be hungry. So you're in Ogden, Brixton's potato. Now let's flash back to a different time and place. Let's go back to Washington, D.C. in the 1790s. Because today's quote is from Thomas Jefferson. And I think it's very applicable to today. So here's what Thomas Jefferson said that applies today. In questions of power, let none more be heard of confidence in man, but bind him down from mischief by the chains of the Constitution. So we, we think a lot of times the Constitution is our protection of our liberties, which it is. But it's, it's also, it's really a defense from the overreach and overpower of government. Because our founders, they, they, they didn't just decide what they wanted, like at a town hall, oh, we want this. They, they actually knew history. They knew the Greek republics, the Roman republics, how they rose and how they fell, right? They had kind of studied what worked. They were smart guys. They got together in their pubs and they discussed, you know, what what did Rome do right and where did it go wrong? You know, and they they usually, republics usually go wrong. They get too loose with the money. Do you know any republics that might be getting a little loose with their money, right? And then they get too loose with the welfare because you kind of need the welfare or other, otherwise people might focus on the, the enormous public money you're spending to help your friends, right? And do not that much public good. And it's probably not authorized. So that's what brings republics down, foot stomp, foot stomp. But and so Thomas Jefferson reminded us, we need this constitution to bind, bind our government officials, right? And we've gotten away from that because we'll talk in a little bit here about what is the cornerstone of the U.S. Constitution. Maybe you think of it. Can you boil the U.S. Constitution down to one word? I believe I can. And I believe I know where that word is. Get it in your mind. We'll talk about it later. Uh, but the modern translation of what Jefferson said about the need to bind men down is that I think we've just become way too trusting on way too many matters. You know, we like to, well, there are representatives. Let them go do it. Well, but you need to be engaged. Those representatives, they need the pat on the back when they do well, and they need to feel the heat when they don't. Um, and, and they need reasonable people to show up, right? Because you don't want just all crazy people showing up when the guy has a town hall, all, all a bunch of teachers that feel one way, or a bunch of socialists are going to ask him a bunch of questions, or a bunch of uh, insert the race of your choice in this, right, that want to just pepper him about that, and why aren't we getting more? You need normal people to be there, you know, to clap at the right time, to boo at the right time, to, to ask a good question. In fact, I was at a, a town hall with Congressman Moore, and a gentleman got up there, and you got to brace yourself because you don't know what people are going to say, right? And this guy had a suggestion about about how how to reduce gun violence, and I, I kind of braced myself. I thought, oh boy, here it comes a red flag law. You know, they're going to try to tie one hand behind our back or something stupid. In my opinion, I was worried, right? Then the guy actually said something really reasonable. He said, 
if there's a school shooting or a serial killer, I don't want their name ever mentioned in the media. I thought, oh, that's not a bad idea because some of these copycats do it. They're like, I'll be famous, right? They have this wrong idea of fame. Really, they'll be infamous, but but in their mind, they'll be famous, right? So they want to they want to do bad stuff that might involve your children, your loved ones, yourself, or it doesn't matter. Innocent people, right? We don't want innocent people getting killed or maimed because someone wants to look good. So actually, I thought this guy's suggestion was really reasonable. So I had to clap. I went and talked to him afterward and tried to get him uh, hooked up with some good contacts. In fact, I need to follow up on that, right? Because the guy, he doesn't know who else to contact, but he's a good guy. He's up there in Liberty, by the way. Uh, Anyway, so we're a little too trusting. I think we're too trusting in general, not all of us, but I think we need to be more concerned about election integrity. And and it's not far away. You know, you can get a hold of your county clerk if you if you come to a meeting, right? Or if you ask to go tour the place with maybe a group. Kind of helps if you do it with a school group or a civic group, or you know, you ask your Republican Party leader, hey, can you guys organize a tour? And you know what? Usually they can. Elected officials are pretty responsive. Um, they like to do things with groups. But that that's an example. You can find out how it works. And it just helps them know that people are watching. But also, for example, on election integrity, if our elections are important, then shouldn't the penalties for violating those, you know, be commiserate with how important we think it is? Because what's the penalty for election fraud? Do we even know? Because does anyone even get prosecuted? I mean, I, I can't think of anybody, right? It seems like we don't investigate it. Maybe it's a little hard to prove, but I'll tell you what, every once in a while they prove one and every once in a while they get prosecuted. But I just think we treat it way too much like jaywalking, like with a hand slap rather than, oh, my gosh, that's treason, you know, which which there's only one penalty for treason. It's it's death. Right. So I don't mind if you step it down. Right. Because I'm more concerned about mass fraud where it's big fraud rather than somebody turns in two ballots in two states or something. I mean, there should definitely be a penalty. But I wouldn't say that's treason against the people. That's someone cheating. They should be fined. They should be punished. They, they should not do it again, right? There should be an incentive. But but when someone's trying to steal an election, they need to be scared of the penalty. They need to be so scared that they're like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. That's a deterrent. And it needs to be needs to be right up there around kidnapping and murder charges, like 10 years plus, right? Or or you got to pay back the cost of the election. <laughs> Significant like that, because I'll tell you what, they're already worried about it in the in the California governor recall. Uh, Larry Elder, you know, a black Republican, they did a joke, right, because he's a black guy, right? But they said, oh, there's a scandal with Larry Elder. His college yearbook, he's wearing blackface. Well, he's a black man, so it, it's a, that's the only faith he has, right? So he's okay. But they've already got lawyers lined up to challenge the election integrity. And that's that's a sad commentary because they know they need it. And in California, those ballots, did you know if you take the ballot, you put a flashlight under it you, or your cell phone light, you can see if, there's, if the ballot voted for recall, right? Because the, the, the vote is yes, no. Do you want to recall the governor? So the yes votes are a danger to the Democrat Party, a danger to the governor, right? So if, if you're working the elections and you see you use your cell phone flashlight or just hold it up to the light, you know, there in the room and you see it's a yes vote. Is somebody going to put that in the shredder? Are they going to put it in the trash can, right? Or are they going to put it in the, oh, these came in late pile. We don't have to count those. Who, who knows? But 
they don't have just the security of the envelopes right. It's too easy for people or the mailman sees it. Oh, he holds up to the sunlight. This is a yes vote. Whoop, it fell in the ditch. You know, my bad. Well, we don't want that, right? We want we want secure elections and simple things like a not see-through envelope and not one where your name shows, right? Because somebody might know you. They might know, oh, this guy, oh my gosh, he always votes for a radical republic. I'm going to you know, once again, it goes in the ditch, it goes in the trash can, goes in the dumpster, goes in the shredder, goes in the incinerator. Oh, I spilled coffee on it, whatever, you know, or they go the other way and they let it go through, but they make sure to adjudicate it. You know, they they take that ballot and the Dominion software in California will let them change it and there'll be no history of the original ballot, right? It's poof, it's gone and the new one's there. So on the audit, it looks good as far as they can tell, right? Unless they go back to the physical ballots, but they do everything they can not to go back to the physical ballots. It makes me want to go, you know, everybody gets a purple and white rock and you go vote with the rocks. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, some way, however, we can make it more secure. There's other ways, you know, I promise you there's other ways, but we need that. And we need to ask our county clerks, like Utah County, you can see the people's signatures. They don't like it. Um, Weber County, you can't see our signatures, right? Because they design the ballot so when you fold the flap, it covers up your signature. And the only way to see that signature is to rip off the tab. You know, and a flashlight is not going to work. It's too thick. You can't see through the, the four layers of stuff. So, yes, there's simple ways to make our even by mail elections have more integrity. And we need that. We need to demand it. Because I don't know if you noticed, but when the people start to push back and demand it, you know, we are the sleeping giant. Like, Admiral Yamamoto warned the Japanese, if you attack America, you'll wake a sleeping giant. Well, that's our populace. We tend to be a sleeping giant. And we're not asleep. We're just doing work. We're taking the boat out. We're going on vacation. We're walking the dog. But if if we ever focus on election integrity or on taxes or on vaccine mandates, you know, that are tyrannical, which is, I would say they are tyrannical, however you like to say the word, then our politicians back down in a hurry, right? We saw that with tax reform in Utah. If you're paying attention in 2020, they couldn't drop it fast enough after the people said, hey, we don't like this, find another way. They dropped it. And companies do that too. And they're like, okay, we're going to quit if you mandate the vaccine. And they all of a sudden, they don't mandate it. They just encourage it. We'll talk more after the break about what are we too trusting about and what do we need to awaken to? Utah with your host, Bob McEntee, talking uh, politics and news, the fun stuff, you know, and there's there's plenty to talk about, right? So I was kind of talking about where do I think that we've become too trusting or or maybe just too lax in our looking into things? So I, I was, I think, I think vaccines, I think we're too trusting that they're going to work right, right? That they're, that they come with like some warranty because they don't, because you're not even allowed to sue the manufacturer right? Like with a normal product. A lot of people don't know that, but in 1986, Congress exempted vaccine manufacturers, you know, because their lobbyists requested that. And I think they were probably shocked when they got away with it, but they did. 
So you can't sue them for damages if it kills or maims or somehow injures you, you know, which which they do. In fact, there's stories about, um, did you know, and, and I didn't learn this firsthand, right, because I don't, I don't do this, but apparently the price for men's sperm, you know, sperm donors that have not been vaccinated is going way up because apparently the men, and, and remember, a majority of people now in this country have been vaccinated for the COVID vaccine I'm talking about. And apparently it makes the sperm, the little swimmers, they're not, not very active. They're not re- really able to do their mission. But people don't want to have a baby that way. Uh, they're paying a premium for the good stuff, right? For the, for the, for the unmodified men's stuff. And, you know, again, I don't, I don't think that's how men should father babies, right? So I don't think that's the way anybody should go. Uh, maybe unless you're trying to help a family friend out or a relation or something, you know, and, and they've asked you for it. And, you know, basically, if you would step in as the father role, okay. But if it's going out to you, don't know who, you don't know who's wants this baby yours or how they're going to raise it or what they're going to do for it. Or, I mean, you have no idea, right? So I, I wouldn't be making children that way. But anyway, just the point is uh, there's concerns about these vaccines and reproduction for both the men and the women. And, you know, it's making women bleed. It's, it's making the men's, some of their testes, you know, are swollen or bruised. I mean, how does a vaccine do that? But somehow it does. It almost seems as if it was designed that way because I haven't even heard of regular COVID doing that, right? So COVID, you might get nauseous, you might get a headache, you might get diarrhea, you know, kind of depends how you're wired. Uh, You might get really tired, but I haven't heard of anybody's reproductive stuff being injured from that. You know, you might even get uh, heart swelling from either the vaccine or, or the actual virus. But again, I think we're too trusting. Why are these vaccines harming, apparently harming, reproduction? I don't know, but you can't sue the vaccine manufacturer. And in Japan, there's a recall of 1.6 million doses. Why is that? Well, the Japanese discovered metal in these vaccines. Well, here's the thing. I think what they did was it's not like a manufacturing error, in my opinion. There's proprietary ingredients in these vaccines, and they're proprietary because they don't want to disclose but it's like graphene oxide is what some people have discovered. It's got magnetic properties, by the way. That's why you see uh, people can stick stuff to their shoulder, to their forehead, like a spoon, and it'll stick, or a cell phone, and it'll stick. That's really something about the cell phone, or like a key, whatever. Any kind of metal object, these people can make stick to their skin, which is quite unnatural. You might be able to stick a key on your arm if you're sweaty, right? But that's that's not adhesion from magnetic, but these are magnetic. And the Japanese discover the metal and the vaccine makers like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll recall those. Ooh, what a mistake. Well, I don't know, because this is my, this on the internet. And I make, I search all over. You can find a picture of a lot of things on the internet, right? But I'll tell you what you can't find. You can't find a picture, a photo or a video of a laser beam going through a vaccine. And why is that? Why can you find all kinds of illegal pornography, but you can't find a picture of a laser going through a vaccine? Because a laser going through a vaccine shows to the naked eye any metal that's in that vaccine. The laser is very reflective, right? So when the laser hits the metal in the vaccine, boom, you see the metal floating around in that vaccine vial. And they don't really want you to see that. So that's why you won't find a picture, you won't find a diagram, you won't find an artist's sketch, you won't find a video. It's not out there because nobody wants you to see that, right? And probably if I were to take one and post it, you you don't always, you have to have the right kind of laser to catch it. I got lucky once. I pulled out my pocket laser, 
thrown it down the vial and I could see the metal splinters floating around, you know, and they weren't round like harmless. They were splinters. They were going to impale and stick somewhere. And that's what I've heard certain doctors say. That's why they don't, they don't recommend for babies. They want to give your, they want to give your newborn in the hospital day one or two. They want to give them hepatitis B, right? Like they're like for drug addicts and sex addicts that, that need this hepatitis B protection. Well, your baby's probably not going to be sharing needles or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So why do they need it? They said, you don't. And they said, in that vaccine, there's 15 times the safe limit of aluminum, right? I mean, why is it in there to be? Well, there's reasons why. I don't agree with the reasons, but there's reasons why. But that stuff's going to stick somewhere in your body, and it's persistent, meaning it's not going to come out, right? So somebody wants somebody wants metal in your body. And this, is a, and this was 20 years ago. You know, I saw the metal in there, and it's still in there today. And when the Japanese said, oh, this must be a mistake. Oh, yeah, yeah, let us, yeah, let's recall that. Well, guess what? That's how they do it. And I don't know what the agenda is, but I can tell you, don't be over-trusting when it comes to stuff people want to inject you with. It doesn't go through your regular digestive way. And that, that's a whole other subject, medical information from the state and feds. You know, practicing medicine, you're practicing it right? It's kind of like sailing or art. It's, it's something you practice. It's not, it's not quite the same as things that are more nailed down, like, like architecture, right? Or how, how to build a wheel or a tire. You know, that's all kind of specked out, right? We know how to do it. We know what works. We can design it for the need for, for an airplane, for a boat trailer, whatever. But medicine is an art because things change all the time. You know, and if, if you listen long enough, you know, one year eggs are bad. The next year eggs are good. The next year mixed review, you know, and they go back and forth on things because they don't know. And they don't always tell you, well, which kind of eggs are, are raw eggs good for me, but cooked eggs are bad. Are the egg whites good, but the yolk is bad. You know, are, are is one egg a day. Okay. But three is a killer. You know, they don't always give you all the information. You'll notice that when they, when they say things like this or that ingredient, you know, coffee, wheat, whatever, well, which kind of wheat? Are we talking GMO or non-GMO? Are we talking organic? Or are we talking stuff that's been sprayed with three chemicals? You know, which kind of wheat do you mean? And do you mean sprouted wheat? Or do you mean it's already roasted? Or do you mean raw? They, they usually don't really give you enough information to be able to tell. So I like to deep dive on stuff and find out what, what are they talking about? You know, when you say wheat's bad, what do you mean? Um, and it's just bad for some people, you know. However, caution on the GMO wheat. Something else we're too trusting on? surveillance of our devices. Did you know that just every app on your phone virtually, there might be a couple that aren't, but every app has permission to track you. That's one thing you give permission to. They all track you, right? If you ask, there's ways to ask your phone, show me which apps you're tracking me. Boom, it's like 90 something percent of your apps are tracking you, right? So everybody knows where you are. And you can get a lot of information from what restaurants do people go to, how often do they go to the post office, are they going to the American Legion? You know, where do they go? Do they go to the bar? What's their habits, right? Um, they want to know for market research, but it's also people just want to track you, right, and have a record. Are we too trusting on political promises? I think so. Not all of us, right? Some people show up, but you want to make sure that you, like I said, you got to pat them on the back when they do good, and you gotta you got to question them, you know, when they're not doing enough, right, or they're just bragging, but with no results to show. And these guys, they'll huff and puff about, oh, the deficit. Oh, really, Senator? Well, what bill did you propose? Right? Because I hear you complaining about it, but what was your bill? And some of the guys have tried a bill, right? And some will say, well, I, 
you know, it just wouldn't be practical because, okay, maybe that's true. But, but a lot of times they just huff and puff about stuff, but what did they actually try to do to fix it? You, you need to ask that question, right? And they need to hear it from you. And then if they're doing a good job, then you, what can you give them? You can give them some of your time, you know, where you might make phone calls for them. You can give them some money and they'll pay somebody else to make phone calls for them. You can give them some lawn space, you know, where they can put your, your, the sign up on your lawn, you put it up for them or at your business and you can email them. So those are all some things. And you can show up to some of their meetings or you can offer to host a meeting. Maybe you have a business or a house, you can do a cottage meeting in. Those are all helpful things. We'll talk more about other news and politics after the break. Forward Utah with your, your host for news and politics, Bob McEntee. And hey, you know, I'm, I'd like to talk about the other hosts. This week I co-hosted with um, Nacho, Ignacio Valdez, who's who's up there in Ogden. And, uh, you know, he wanted to talk to me for a little bit of military perspective on Afghanistan, because I was an Air Force uh, aviator and also a war planner. And the war planner part's a lot more rare. But I will tell you that, yeah, you know what happened in Afghanistan Ah, kind of a national disgrace, I have to say. It really it exposed multiple layers of failure and corruption. So we don't want to forget that because they're going to talk about Hurricane Ida. They're going to talk about the California recall, unemployment, infrastructure bill, infrastructure bill, Joe Manchin, infrastructure bill. You're going to hear all that stuff and vaccine this, vaccine that, COVID this, variant that. But let's don't forget Afghanistan because that that really was a disgrace on the international stage. And they're going to want to cover that up, right? Because Uncle Joe doesn't want to take responsibility for that, right? He's not into owning up. He kind of says he does. But, you know, the chair of Salt Lake County, he he made, I, I would say, an error in judgment, kind of a mistake, kind of an error in judgment, where he kept this guy on staff that was just too harsh with especially the women, but some of the men, too. And people told him about it. He didn't do that much. He kind of talked to the guy. Kind of, I think he kind of hoped it would go away, right? If you're running for office of some sort, you got to be a little bit optimistic, right? And he was going to run for chair of the party. Well, he took responsibility by, by resigning, right? He only had like one month left in his term. So, I mean, he could have just coasted, right? You don't, you don't have to do that much your last month. I think there might have been a convention, but he was a pro. I'm talking about uh, Scott Miller. But, you know, I, I think... And then he resigned, and then people kept complaining. And I said, you know what? When a guy voluntarily resigns, you can kind of stop the complaining because he just took responsibility. He said, "All right, you. Everybody thinks I did it wrong. Then I'm gonna, I'm gonna step down. I'm gonna let this other guy take over." And sorry, you know that's kind of what he did. I don't know if he said the apology or not, but he did. He basically conceded that people thought he had made an error of judgment, so he stepped down. Okay. What, what more do you want? I mean, you know, do we need, does he have to do Harry Carey on the, on the Capitol steps? I hope not. You know, I think that's enough. But Joe Biden says, well, I take responsibility. Well, how's that? You know, if you have a car accident and somebody 
takes responsibility. That means they're going to pay to get your car fixed, pay for your medical bills. It doesn't mean they say, oh, I take full responsibility for this car accident. Well, of course, people don't say that because that would imply that they are going to pay for everything, which is what they should do. If they're responsible, they need to do something to show that responsibility. So has Joe Biden resigned? No. Has he required an explanation from his generals of why this failed? No. And then we find out there's this leaked phone call where he told, you know, President, the president of Afghanistan to, to make it look good. Like, hey, I know you're about to get overrun, but let's don't say that out loud, right? Let's just pretend like it's all going to be good. Well, now we're talking corruption, right, and cover-up. And have presidents been impeached for less? Yes, they have, for a lot less, as a matter of fact. So that's a problem, because how are you going to trust this president to run your elections right, to spend the money right, to appoint the right Supreme Court justices when the time comes, to make the right military decisions? If he's, if he's not shooting straight with us, He's asking foreign leaders to lie. He's making deals with the Taliban, which, yes, I will admit, so did President Trump. Not my favorite thing. President Trump was sometimes a little too practical, I think. Um, he dealt with a firm hand. I don't think he would let them get away with as much. And I hope that actually he would have been persuaded from getting us fully out of Afghanistan. I think leaving a smaller peacekeeping force there of some sort to you know, so we got some attack helicopters and maybe some airplanes ready to do business if need be, right? Because because we just let that country fall back to the Middle Ages. It's it's really sad what's happening. There's no justice. There's just summary executions. Um, and do we want that here? Because apparently he's okay with that in other countries. I mean, yes, we can't run all the countries. I'll, I'll grant you that, and we're not supposed to. But we can run our own country. And when you have an undefended border where just anybody can come in, any drugs, any sex trafficker, any spy, any terrorist, that's a problem. You know, I mean, would he do that with the White House security? Would he just have take down the White House fence, let the Secret Service detail go home? I don't think so. I don't think he would do that. Right. Be a good question. But uh, I don't see it happening. So if, if he needs a border around the White House, why don't we need a border around our country? right? A defensible one. This is a problem and they don't want to talk about it. They want to talk about other stuff and he wants to tell you he accepted responsibility. Well, did he really? And Kamala has gone into hiding, which, you know, I'm not all against, right? Because her favorability is even less than Joe's and Joe's just went in a tank. He's at 43% approval. You know, he's, he's below where Trump was at some of his worst times, right? So that's not great. Now, we don't want too short of a memory here. This was a big deal. This was, I mean, really blowing it for a country of, of I think it's like 13 million people. You know, he let them down. And if he's going to let them down, he's going to let you down, right? Because you know why it was a failed pullout? Because somebody didn't care enough. Because we got smart enough people to plan an extract, and evacuation. We got smart generals and majors and captains that can plan things. If you give them a, a, the time and money, they can do it right. Well, somebody didn't care. Somebody just wanted expediency and get this over before September 11th, right? But that's not properly caring, right? And they, they swear an oath. And, and I think we need to see them care properly. Now, let's look at a guy. Remember Governor Cuomo? You would have thought the guy would never resign, right? He was ready to just dig in his heels, ride it out, say what you will. I don't care. But what happened was finally... When he had no allies left, when that 11th woman came forward and said, me too, it was just it was just the one straw too many on the camel's back. Right. He had no allies. He had no friends. The press had turned on him. 
And he realized, okay, I got to get out because there comes a point where you're going to be ineffective. And he could see that I think a majority of, of even the New York State Assembly, which in, in New York and in Illinois, a certain amount of corruption is just expected. You have to really exceed the threshold of expected corruption to get noticed there. But apparently, Governor Cuomo had done that even in New York, and he quit. Wow. Okay. And that was that was just within the last month, you know, just the middle of August. And now in the middle of September, we're going to see if the California governor survives. And these are the two biggest, biggest Democrat states, right? So we've got President Biden underwater on approval, which he should be. And then the governor of California and the former governor of New York, you know, they're, they're kind of disgraces. Now, it's even money there. And we've got George Soros giving big money to California, trying to keep that governor in place. And then we've got the Dominion voting machines to overcome. And we've got Larry Elder leading the pack of 30-something plus candidates who are trying to vie to become the new governor. And I think this matters to Utah because, you know, we have the Western Governors Alliance where the I think it's 12 Western governors meet and discuss things. So so who the governor of California is matters to Utahns, right? And let me tell you, inside Utah Republican Party circles, we're talking about this. And myself included, people are giving to the Larry Elder uh, campaign, whether it's $10, $100, 1000 whatever people can give. They, I think they should give because it, it's going to it's gonna set a new tone. If New York and California's governors roll over, and Larry Elder could maybe, because right now, you might recognize what these three states have in common, but New York, California, Illinois, they're all losing people. They all have, you know, broken spending plans, right? They've got deficits, they've got debt. California is kind of the best out of all three. Sometimes they're sometimes they're in the black somehow in California. I don't know how they do that, but it's impressive. But they're losing people. And when you lose people and business owners, you're gonna have trouble, right? Because you if you lose a bunch of business owners and businesses. What you got coming in are a bunch of unskilled laborers. Maybe some are skilled, right? But you're going to have problems. So, but to fix the problems, to keep the people, to keep the businesses, you need good leadership and you need not hypocrites. Because one reason Governor Newsom's in trouble is he told you to wear a mask. He told you to social distance, but then did he do it? No. He told you your kids in public school need to wear a mask. His kids in private school? No. Did his kids at summer camp? No. Right? So, Rules for thee, but not for me. So should he be recalled? I think so. Uh, so I hope. But there's, again, election integrity questions in California. Now, we'll get off all these and back to local subjects in the, the next quarter of the program here to finish it up. We'll talk about, you know, there's a lot going on uh, all over all over the state, actually. But, but I'll mention a few things and some specific topics and actually some SEC news that you're just not going to hear anywhere else, right, about a vaccine liberty resolution. And I'll kind of let the cat out of the bag here. I love it. The president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, came out and said no to government ma mandates, no to business mandates for the vaccine. He believes in liberty. The Russian president is standing up for liberty while our president is doing the opposite. So we'll talk about that and we'll talk about these local happenings that you need to know about after our short little break here.
right, welcome back to the final segment where we're going to talk about just a little bit more about national. Then we'll go to local. And these two tie together, I can assure you. Uh, and the goings-ons in Utah. Uh, so we talked about Afghanistan. That was problematic. We don't want to forget it, right? It's a big weakness. We want to look for changes or for real responsibility. Uh, meanwhile, the border, still a mess. Nobody's really taking responsibility for the border. Kamala's in charge. There's no changes, right? President Biden ultimately is responsible, but he hasn't really taken responsibility for that one. He just wants to say it's not a problem, but of course it is. But how about some good news for conservatives? Or if you're an unborn baby, some really good news, especially in Texas, right? And this is because the Supreme Court decided to let stand a Texas law that was being challenged that limits abortion to the first six weeks of pregnancy. When, when the baby's very small, still has a heartbeat, it's got its own heartbeat after, I think it's like 21 days or something. It's pretty early on, right? A lot of women don't even know they're pregnant, right? Because they, ha they haven't missed a period yet by uh, just three or four weeks. They it, It's just coming to the time where they might first realize, oh, maybe I should get a pregnancy test. And by the way, after this decision, they said the, the sales of pregnancy tests and contraception in Texas skyrocketed, right? So, so it also tells you, well, maybe... Good. Maybe they're going to be a little more responsible. I mean, at the very least, the contraception. Not that, not that I think that is always the best plan either. But at least they're trying to be personally responsible rather than just, well, I'll get an abortion later. Because that's trust me, it's a whole different thing. And women that have abortions feel guilty because they're designed to be mothers. They're not designed to be baby killers. And did you know back in Vietnam, back when abortion was illegal in the United States before the 1970s, it was, it was illegal except for the, the health and safety of the mother when it was legitimately threatened. They, they could do something like that. But the worst taunt they had for soldiers in Vietnam, when the, the war protesters, the, the liberals, what they would say is, you're a baby killer. Because that was the worst thing you could call somebody, right? It was better than a string of swear words. It was, you're killing the innocent. What a horrible human being you are. Of course, and soldiers aren't out to kill babies, right? They're trying to kill the enemy. They, they're not, but, but that's what they call them. That was the worst label they had. And yet now it's a profession. And apparently in the Democratic Party, a, a respected profession, they want to keep around, right? Which, why would you? But, but they seem to think that humans are the problem, right? Um, and what's interesting so it was a 5-4 decision, right? A lot of 5-4 decisions come out. They're close issues, right? But on this issue, the Chief Justice, John Roberts, appointed by a Republican, um, was on the dissenting side. He was on the losing side that wanted to keep, and I don't know his legal reasoning. Sometimes they have complicated legal reasoning, right? Or at least they hide behind that. Uh, but he sided with uh, Justice Breyer, Justice Elena Kagan and Justice Sonia Sotomayor, those two women on the Supreme Court, uh, both Democrat appointees, I believe. Think, I think that's right. Uh, but they're definitely the liberals, right? So it's a little bit surprising that he he took that side. But anyway, doesn't matter because the majority said we're going to let this law stand. We're going to let Texas decide how they want to do this. And it's a six-week limit on abortion, right? Of course, I don't know how they exactly know, but I guess you know, the doctor, they usually can estimate by, like, bone size and stuff like that. Uh, but I'd say that that's a win because, you know what, other states will talk about it. One of the, the lead pro-life guys in Utah, he's already telling Utah legislators, now we need to follow suit. We need to do the same, right, because they let this stand. And we had other 
we had other bills that have already been passed or pro-life that were only going to go into effect if other states did it or if Supreme Court decisions allowed for it. And now apparently they do. So, you know, this is good. The only thing better is individual people deciding, gosh, I don't want to kill my baby, right? And is this my body, my choice? No, that's that's somebody else's body, your choice, which is the current problem we have with vaccines too. So abortion, that's somebody else's body you're destroying, that you're chemically burning, that you're having ripped limb to limb. That's what happens. I hate that it's, it's ugly. It's very ugly. It should never happen. That's what happens in abortion. They rip the kid apart or they chemically burn them and the baby often feels the pain. But even if it didn't, you're destroying life, right? Which is not a mother's purpose, just the opposite. And most women, except a few psychopaths, will feel guilty if they if they have an abortion. So so don't do that, right? But back to the other news. We're watching that recall in California. Some some there's two pollsters I really like in the United States. There's Trafalgar and there's Rasmussen. And Trafalgar just did a poll. It shows that that, that the, the yes-no vote on the governor is two points in the governor's favor. And Trafalgar, with Trafalgar, two points is two points, right? They're they're pretty tight. I think they do a good job. Maybe they're missing some. They say Hispanics are mad at this governor. Maybe they're not getting all the, the phone numbers or whatever to Hispanics. So I can hope that their polling's a little bit low. There's always room for surprise. But, but that's the hurdle to overcome. And that's why... Uh, Larry Elder kind of needs support from conservatives because a win for him there would just be a win for everybody. So what's what's Larry's legitimate website? It's electelder.com. So elect like, you know, vote. And then Elder is his last name, like like Elder Joe, right? E-L-D-E-R. So electelder.com. That is where you can go to donate to Larry Elder. Every little bit helps because he's going to have a fight. Even if he wins, he might still have a fight, right? And there's there's probably going to be election integrity questions there, but we we really, boy, that would be quite a win if you won. But I promise local. So let's get off the national. Let's get back to some local stuff. Uh, here's local, local. The Weber County GOP is having a golf tournament September 21st in the morning. Uh, it includes lunch. I think it's like about 100 bucks. You go to the WeberGOP.org. That's their website for the Republican Party. Uh, maybe search for the first annual golf tournament, but just... Weber GOP, as in Grand Old Party, WeberGOP.org. And there's going to be information there about the golf tournament or just get a hold of anybody uh, on the executive committee, right? That's all the legislative chairs. That's the, the chair of the party, Jake Sawyer, the vice chair, uh, Jackson Wing. He's also a pilot. He wants some flying lessons. You can talk to Jackson. Just a side note. But they're having a golf tournament and it helps them out. What they, what they actually want to do with that money, we, I guess I'm on the committee, what we want to do is bring a big speaker into town, like Charlie Kirk or uh, some others, uh, both men and women we're looking at. Um, so if we raise money there, we'll bring a good speaker to town. We'll have a good fundraiser. That'll be fun for everybody to go to. Anyway, that's September. Before that, though, coming up first, next weekend, uh, is my friend Christian Chevrier. She's a solid Republican. She's on the SCC, like myself. She's got her health seminar going on. And this is one of those, remember I said, I think you should be more skeptical about med medical advice. Well, these are the doctors who kind of tilt the other way, who are saying, look, here's the way to help your own immune system. Instead of relying on drugs and doctors and expensive hospitals, like seriously expensive hospitals, right? It's, if you want to get some tickets, you go to yourhealthfreedom.org. 
So your like about you, healthfreedom.org. Not .com, .org. And that's this coming Saturday. I'll be there. It's a pretty affordable event. I think it's uh, $49, I think it is, for includes lunch, all-day speakers, great topics. They'll explain alternatives to you for, for many things and how to treat yourself. And you'll have a chance to talk to other health-minded people who've overcome health problems, right? And, and, and Kristen kind of got into this alternative health stuff because her son got vaccine injured, right? And she, she trusted vaccines up to that point. But then when her son got injured, she had to rethink the whole issue, right? And she has to work with an adult son, you know, who's got, who's got deficits because of a vaccine. Okay, the big one. I mean, this is the political event of 2021, I would say. And that is coming to the Salt Palace in October, October 22nd, 23rd. That's a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Salt Lake City. It's, it's the Liberty Conference. And... But we're focusing on action, right? We want each speaker, each of our 30-plus speakers, to give you an action point. What can you do to help the situation? And so that's why we call it WeCanAct.net. That's we, like us, can, like we may, act as in, in action. So WeCanAct.net. We have our Constitution Day special going on through the middle of the month, Constitution Day. Uh, I think that's the 17th. So you can buy a ticket. Uh, we hope you will. You can give a little extra too, because you know what? I gotta. I'll, I'll be honest with my listeners here. The break even on this thing is three hundred thousand dollars. That's our break even. It's a lot of money to fly in thirty speakers, to put them up at a hotel, to buy everybody lunch, right? To buy you lunch, have a little bit of security, and so this is a big event, and we need you to treat it like a big event. Uh, tickets, I think they're. I want to say they're one thirty nine is the cost. If you, if you put in the code Bob, there's going to be a link there. If you put in my name, Bob, I'm your host today, Bob McEntee. Put in my name and you'll get $10 off, which will help you. But on the other hand, most people are giving a little bit extra, which we can really use because 300 grand is a lot to raise, my friends, even for a big, big political event. So we're looking forward to it. We're going to have speakers talk about liberty, which is, okay, that was the cornerstone of the Constitution I wanted to mention. Liberty is in the preamble. It's a short, simple sum up our whole constitution. Our whole goal in one word was liberty. And Mr. Producer, I missed. Was that a 10 second or was that a one minute? Okay. So thanks for joining in and check out these fine websites. We'll talk next week.